And now we're recording. Um, okay. So, uh, who are you? Um, my name is Paula Dahl. Okay. Um, do you have a middle name? Yeah, Jean. Paula Jean. Really? Yes. Okay. Nobody ever calls me that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so you're not actually based out of Richmond. You reside in Lynchburg. Right. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, so I guess I'll start with the top question. Like, how'd you get started riding? Like, when did it go from like, I just have a bike to like, I'm putting in 40 and 30 and like, when did, when did that start happening? Um, okay. So I've always ridden. So okay. other than when I was a little, little girl, my mm-hmm. dad had to come find me cause I was hiding cause I didn't want to learn to ride a bike. So other than that, I've always been riding a bike. So, um, and I rode a bike a lot when I was in the Navy in Norfolk. I would commute to the Navy base. It was much faster than, than driving there by car in the Tidewater area. And then I didn't really start getting into what I would call my mileage addiction till probably, probably like the late 1990s. So 1999 timeframe is when I started doing some serious mileage. Okay. Um, was that solo? Did you like get in with a group or something um, like no, that? No, so I rode with a good group. I, I started riding with a group in Illinois, but it was okay. on a tandem. Oh. I was never fast enough on my own okay. to ride with a group. So my husband and I rode a tandem. Okay. And that's how I really, really got passionate about cycling. On the tandem? On the tandem, yes. Now that ask is... me if we still ride the tandem. <laughs> no, we do not. The tandem has been garaged for five years. But now. you still have it. We still have it. Okay. Yes, yes, right. yes. Um, yeah, that's a you know. I think I've heard them called divorce machines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we so decided I, we'd rather stay married. I applaud you for starting on the tandem, though. Yes. Um, yeah. And maintaining. Okay. Uh, first tandem rider on the on the show. Um, and I only know one other, um, and I can't think of his name offhand. Um, okay. So started riding on the tandem. Then you got interested in doing more mileage yep um okay yeah so it, and that was in illinois so we okay. i've lived so being in the navy we tend to we moved around a lot but then when i got out of the navy active duty we were in tidewater then we moved to florida and i really i kind of got into single bike riding in florida okay. and then we moved to lynchburg that's a vastly different landscape which was very hilly so i went from (laughs) being able to average you know 18 19 Mm -hmm. miles an hour to Mm -hmm. 12 and walking Mm -hmm. the bike up hills Mm -hmm. so and so this was even before we bought the tandem so and so that was a big i literally i i hung my bike up i just it demoralized me that much that i just decided you know what i'm just gonna get into group fitness and do get my exercise that way the bike's gotta it's it's just not side. fun. It's okay. not fun. Uh, yeah. I've 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 had that thought um, riding in Lynchburg. Like I don't think I would have even started riding had it been. It's this and early. and I think that's why our the number of riders mm-hmm. is not as great as in Richmond. I mean, I can go out for you know do a long long ride in Lynchburg. I won't see a soul. Yeah. But when I ride here from my daughter's house yeah, in Midlothian, I always see you know three or four riders out yeah. in in. Powhatan area, so which is kind of cool. Yeah, Powhatan, yeah, there's definitely riders out there. Verina, you know, heading out to Ashland, there's definitely riders you always see kind of in those areas. Yeah. Um, so you're you now in Lynchburg. Um, 
do you ride with a group out there? Like, is it uh, just yeah, a group we of have friends? we have a kind of kind of a little bit like the the wolf pack. It's an okay. informal okay. riding club. It's not an official club. Okay. So we have a you know an email that goes out. You know, anybody posts a ride, they'll post an email. Nice. But it's kind of hard because Rabba. Rabbit is such a well-oiled machine, if you would. They mm-hmm. have every ride, every day you can have two or three different rides, different speeds, mm-hmm. where in, in Lynchburg, it's like we don't have enough riders to do that. So we'll just say, hey, we're doing a ride. And then, you know, most times people know how, how fast we ride, but a lot of times you might have someone come out that's mm-hmm. quite a bit slower than you anticipated to go. So mm-hmm. you have to be nice. And yeah. so, so that's, that's where I wish we had a little bit more organization where we can say hey this yeah. is what we're doing and this is how far we're going and uh and it's just like an email group yes email? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. and um, pretty much anybody can belong to it so okay. there's a lot of um people that are on it that live in you know outside of lynchburg they live in nelson county some in mm-hmm. charlottesville because okay. they might want to come to lynchburg sometime to ride so okay. yeah um i know there's a few other um i know wolfpack uses group me is an app um You've heard of like WhatsApp? Uh, no, I have not. Um, um, so it's, a, it's an app they use called GroupMe. Another group uses um, Signal, but they're like group chat apps that oh, you okay. don't have to, you don't have to give out your phone number. And you can just say like, here's the link to the group chat. And then everyone can kind of text into the chat without having to give okay. one's phone number out. And it's a way you can instantly communicate with okay. the group. And it's just send the link out you have the app and that kind uh-huh. of thing so yeah so um, ours is just via email so yeah. it's io groups and so it's not as connected if i guess if you would it's not as real time okay all right um how many people show up for the ride uh, i mean we've had as many man we've had as many as 14 okay so but as little as two or sometimes one <laughs> yeah so it's not it's not but it's but it's been it's it's different because of COVID. I mean, of course, because of COVID. But um, yeah. But it's just it's it's just different. I mean, mm-hmm. so we don't. I think Raba. What is what's your biggest ride? Like, how many have you seen? Have you had like sixty people on a ride? Or I don't. I think I have seen a ride with fifty people that was an informal ride, and it was one uh-huh. of the. It's just, normally during the holidays. It was a Fourth of July ride uh-huh. that we went to. Um, there's a. There's like a rec baseball field off of Pouncey Track. And it was a 4th of July ride and a couple years ago. And I think there was like 50 riders that showed up. I and mean, it was a huge B-plus uh-huh. pace for like 20 people just the B-plus right. group. Uh-huh. And I think that's the largest, hey, let's just like get together. And it's always on the holidays that I see mm-hmm. the, the large rides mm-hmm. form. Um, the donut ride will also get pretty good attendance because mm-hmm. it's such a yeah. nice ride. I do, a, I do a ride every New Year's Day called Ride the Temperature Ride. So, and that one brings out, we probably have, I think we've had almost 40 people at that ride before. Okay. So the, the gist of it is, is whatever the temperature is at noon on New Year's Day is what okay. you have to ride. So it kind of came about, I stole it when I lived in Illinois and there it was real, it meant a lot because usually there it was freezing cold. Yeah. So, so in Lynchburg, we've, we've ridden as cold as 23, but we've ridden as warm as 68. So a lot of times people will put their bikes up, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden New Year's Day, you have this warm front. So see a little bit of suffering sometimes on New right. Year's Day. <laughs> but, but, but I can, I understand it's the motivation. The first of the year, start yes. off on the good foot, yep. you know, go out and ride. Um, so that's always fun. Yeah, I've done one, uh, I've done one ride on New Year's Day. I think it was like in the 60s. I did with some people 
And I know there was one where it was in the teens, and I was like, no, I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> um, but I remember some people were also very committed, and they went out and rode, and I saw pictures of Right. Not that. Com- what's the what's the as I say it now? Like what's the coldest you've written? Um. So as as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. so the coldest I have ever written yeah, ever. Yeah. was in Illinois. It was one degree. And were you saving I, lives? Like what's? No, it was just we said we were doing it. The the a girl asked, and we were on the tandem. And a girl asked the hus- my husband, "What's what does it have to be above?" He said, "It has to be above zero. And sure enough, it was one degree. So and he's he's kind of like me. We have very. We're very strong, ethical people. Mm-hmm. Like when we say we're going to do something, we do it. Mm-hmm. So we did it, and it was cold. I mean, and there was there was probably six or seven of us on that ride. I wore three sets of tights. I had two jackets on. I had lobster gloves. Mm. I had a balaclava. Yeah. I had um, booties. We also used to wear wear foot warmers, those little heating yeah, baths, yeah. Mm-hmm. in the soles of our shoes. And yeah, you have never been as cold as cold can be when you live in Illinois. (laughs) And we rode year round, year round. So, so I still ride year round, but now it's a lot more pleasant. What's the terrain like there in Illinois? It It was pretty. It was. It was pretty flat, but we had a couple. Like if we went north, we'd hit some rolling terrain. So on an average, if you rode a century in Illinois. Uh, where we lived and went through that area where it was kind of hilly, you might get 2,000 feet of climbing. So okay. nothing like Lynchburg. Okay. Nothing yeah. like Lynchburg. Uh, nothing like Lynchburg. Um, <laughs> at least not on the... Yeah. Um, um, okay. So uh, one degree. What about like hot? Like on the um, hot days? The heat does good? not bother me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because okay. usually you always get enough airflow on the bike. It bothers you when you stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if yeah. you keep rolling, so we try to keep our stops to a minimal, mm-hmm. both in summer and winter. So it's like you just right. you have don't want to cool off. Yeah, and you so don't want to, yeah, you don't want to yeah. get too hot. Yep. So yeah, um, and I've, I guess it's it's the other way around for running. Like with running, when it's riding, it's cooler because you're moving through the air. But I've heard yep. when you're running, which I don't yes. do any. Right. It's like ten degrees hotter for yes. whatever the temperature. Running in the summer used to be just miserable. We're cycling. I mean, as long as you have that airflow, you're good. Mm-hmm. And you have the right equipment. Like I have one helmet that I cannot wear in the summer. It is just, okay. it, it's a, it's a wave cell by Bond Trigger. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's just, it's just hot. It's hot. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't have the ventilation that my Giro has. So, okay. so I have different helmets, you know, ones I really love in the summer and ones like that. One in the winter, I love it. Yeah. That's my winter helmet because it keeps my head hot. So okay. <laughs> I can be a hot head. <laughs> I, that's the first I've heard of different helmets for different times. I was a key, I'm sure you're not the only person though. Um, I have the one. I just use the Giro synth helmet all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I have. Too. That that helmet has saved my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Unfortunately, many times. <laughs> different different helmet, but yes. Yeah, yes. I'm glad that it saved your life. Thank you. Hopefully it won't have to any further. More. Um, do you do other sports? Do you do other act? I'm, Unfortunately, I am very one-dimensional. So I used to, I have a group fitness background, so okay. I used to teach a lot of um, group fitness classes okay. from step to high-low to muscle to nice. body pump to spinning, you name it, I taught it. And as I got older, I just fell in love with the way I feel when I cycle. I don't hurt. I don't have to <laughs> ice my knees. I don't have to have orthoscopic surgeries yeah. anymore. So yeah, so... So, yes, I'm one-dimensional. All I do is bike. 
That is okay. That's well, a very healthy. I need to. I need to really stretch, because as you cycle and cycle and cycle, your muscles get tighter and tighter and tighter. So I wouldn't say stretching is like. Stretching is an activity, but not the yeah. same kind of activity. Right. So yeah, so, yeah stretching is great. Yeah, stretching is great. It's and not a great and as you get older, weight training. I need to weight train. Okay. Um, no. Uh, being one dimensional, you lead classes as well, still, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I do. I do a. Um, I teach cycling and I teach a an active older adult class, okay. which is typical like low impact aerobics. Okay. And I mistakenly put that on my Facebook page the other day, so everybody got to see that. So anyway, <laughs> my my friend says, "Paula, you put that on your page." I'm like, "Oh, did I?" Oh. But anyway, it's a lot of fun. I love love teaching group fitness, and that that keeps me in it, where yeah. I don't have to do burpees and you know. So I just don't like to jump anymore. I'm not a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping does get more difficult the you know the older we get. Like, yes. Just the hands down. But as long works. as you can do it, you should do it because it's great for your bone density. So you know. You know, I didn't think about that. When I've had some people tell me, like, you know, with the cycling is great, but it doesn't help a whole lot with bone density because mm-hmm. there's no there's no real right. low impact. Right. Um, so that's why when I said it's real important to weight train, mm-hmm. you really need to, especially as you get. I'm in my 60s now, and mm-hmm. it's like my lower body. I look like I'm in my 20s. <laughs> my upper body. It's just like, oh gosh. So I almost want to get. We have a we have a hand bike at the Y. I want to get on the hand bike. And do that. Do that. So so yeah, it's important as you get older. You need you need to strength train. And even for cycling, I mm-hmm. mean, you need to strength train. So, Paula, did you just hear what you said? You put it <laughs> in just, your brain. It's recorded now. <laughs> yes. It will be out there. You said you need the strength train. Um, and I will remind you next week that you need the strength train. Um, so you lead the are, so you lead cycling class like outdoor like or no like, indoor in, in, indoor indoor, okay. indoor yes yes okay um, what kind of bikes do you is it uh, we have Kaiser M three bikes mm-hmm. so they're they're actually pretty old now they're probably they're probably eight or nine years old okay but I love them they're my favorite spin bike ever okay I've taught on the original Kaisers okay I've taught on Reeboks I've taught on Schwinn's. And now I've taught on on the on the Kaiser, okay. the M3, and I like it because the flywheel's in the back, and it's not a heavy flywheel, and you have gears. You don't have a knob, so you can actually increase, you know, index increase yeah, your ride. So and it and has a great computer on it. It's got cadence. It has power. It mm-hmm. has um, it's mileage. A, it's, got a, it's got a Kaiser app that you can like put it on Strava. I've used because the uh, the Vichy gyms. Have or at least they had when uh-huh. I went a couple years. They had the um, the Kaiser M3 bike, yes. um, and so my first indoor riding was on a Kaiser M3 bike. Uh-huh. Um, so familiar with the tool. Yeah, they're um, fun, and it's my one opportunity to ride with music. I don't ever ride with music outdoors, okay, because it's dangerous. So I, I love love music. That's probably my second love after cycling is music. So I can share my love of music to my students. So we have a great time. Do you have a set playlist or do you like create a whole new playlist? I, cr- I create playlists. So I have right now I'm up to number 89. So okay. I've been teaching for 20, 22 years. So yeah. Wow. 89 different playlists? Yeah. So and do- they're all, they're all choreographed with profiles. Okay. That was, okay. I match my music to the drill. So it's, if we're climbing, you know, you're, you've got a slower cadence. Yeah. Uh, usually it's kind of, you know, heavy, heavy rhythmic beat, uh, Fast flats, you've got some techno, you might have some just fast, 
you know, alternative music, something with a really fast beat. So, um, now you, you mentioned that you enjoyed the group fitness. Um, when did you start teaching group fitness classes? Okay. I started a long time ago when my okay. daughter was a baby. Okay. So I started back in the early eighties. Okay. It was, that's when it was the leotards, yeah. the <laughs> oh, leg yeah. warmers, yeah. the thongs, mm-hmm. all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So I started back then. I never got quote unquote certified, but mm-hmm. I was teaching at a little ladies gym in Virginia beach. Um, and I had a blast and I did that for a couple years and we mm-hmm. moved away mm-hmm. and then I really got back into it when we moved to Lynchburg, um, back in the, the early nineties and I got certified through AFA, which is the American Aerobic Fitness Association of America, AFA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been teaching ever since. So I've been teaching group fitness since 1996. Really? Okay. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. So, and it became my career. I used to, I was a computer science person. I got a degree in computer science, and then when I had my children, yeah, I decided I hated working like that. So, yeah. and I've just been in group fitness ever since. So, and I was the director at the Y for about seventeen years. Okay, the group fitness director. Okay, which was a fun and kind of stressful job at the same time, but really? it was fun. Yeah, I worked. I worked with 60 women, okay. so that was fun. <laughs> 60 women, like they, they also taught classes? Yeah, they were, like, they were instructors, yeah. So okay. I, was, I was the leader of that, so okay. that was fun. Okay. Um, yes, I could see that being a, a bit challenging because you'd have to figure out like, who teaches what classes. Right, so anytime, kind of yeah. So when we had, back when I, I opened the Jameson Wives, when the Jameson Y opened, oh. I was the group fitness director. Wow. And I was the group fitness director for a good 17, 18 years. And we had, and luckily back then, we, I was only in charge of what we called land classes. So anything not aqua. Oh, okay. okay so I, didn't, okay. I wasn't in charge of the aquatics okay. classes. Right. But it was anything yoga, Pilates, high-low, mm-hmm. crady Tabata, hit, I mean, anything, okay. you know, cycle. So anything that wasn't in the water. water. Okay. So we, right. had, we had about 140 classes a week. Okay. That I had to make sure was covered at all times. So you okay. can imagine, my phone was not right. my friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was before. And that was before there was really cool apps. Like they yeah. have apps now that you know when to work. You can or Group mm-hmm. X Pro where mm-hmm. people can say, "Hey, I need a sub," and it goes out to everybody. Yeah. We didn't have that. It was like, "Hey, Paula, I can't teach in an hour," and then mm-hmm. I've got to get out my oh, list of work. names yeah. to people to call and say a little prayer that I don't have to go in and teach a. Uh, a Zumba class, which I I was certified in it, but I'm right, not, not not your friend. No, not yeah. my thing. <laughs> Technology is great. Yes, uh, those it is. small innovations over time. Yes, you know, um, have been fantastic. There's an app. There's an app to just text people. There's an app to coordinate activities. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Um, it's a good. It's a wonderful world. <laughs> um. Okay, so I didn't know you, you were there at the opening of the Jameson Y. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now we've brought up the Jameson Y, um, and there's an event associated yes. with the Jameson Y. Yes. So, uh, as, as I said, I love cycling. Mm-hmm. I love the Y. And back in 2010, there was an opportunity. There was a, a, a ride that was around in the Lynchburg area since the 80s. It was, it was called the Storming of Thunder Ridge. Mm-hmm. And it had many different iterations. Um, and then in, in 2009, a good friend of mine that had been take, had taken that ride over 
and it was the Central Virginia Bike Festival for about three years. Mm-hmm. And she moved. She was moving out of the area. So it was going to be no more. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so I went to our development director and I said, hey, look, I, I know of a great way that we can, we mm-hmm. can raise some money for our, our outreach programs here at the Y. And I brought it to her and she said, go for it. And of course, I was still the group fitness director. Yeah. So in the Navy, we call this a collateral duty. Mm-hmm. So, so I did that. So the very first year, I put it out to, we didn't, you know, social, I don't think Facebook was even around then. Um, this yeah. was like 2010. So it might have been around, but I wasn't yeah. on it yet. No, not like this. Um, so, so there wasn't a whole lot of ways to market it other than word of mouth. Um, just trying to, I think, I don't know if I had her email list of prior riders, but I just got the word out. So our very first year we had 112 riders, Mm -hmm. almost every single one of them were local. Most of them were all from the Lynchburg region and it raised $4,000. So they're like, wow. I mean, it was, it was a lot of work for $4,000, but I knew it could grow. Yeah. So, so that was our first year was 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we're still at it. We're going to be in our 13th year this year. And last year, we were able to have it, even though, you know, COVID was still out there. But we had our biggest year ever with 854 riders. Really? This uh, this year? Yep. So we grew from 112 to 854 riders in 12 years. Wow. Yes. So it's Um. exciting. It's exciting. And it raises... Over fifty thousand dollars for the Y now, so so it's 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 our it is our biggest fundraiser um, that the the YMCA of Central Virginia has. So it's a it's a pretty big thing, and next year it's getting a whole new um, just a new name. We're honoring mm-hmm. Dr. John Bell. Yep. Um, he was one of the kind of the pioneers in the older Thunder Ridge rides. He he um, directed it for many years. And unfortunately, in 2007, he got hit by a car and was killed. Okay. So now it's going to take on a new name, Storm and Thunder Ridge, the John Bell Memorial Ride. Uh-huh. So it's a great way to honor John, keep his memory alive. And, you know, he loved cycling. And he died doing what, something he loved. So we're going to keep it going, and it'll have a whole new life. And, um, so it's a very exciting. Friends and family will oh, appreciate. Oh yes, they they, they were. We unveiled that last year, and mm-hmm. they were all there. So it's very. I'm getting emotional. So, um, but it's it's a it's it's a great way to have his legacy going yeah, forever. Preserved. So yeah, so it's exciting. Very exciting for the Y. Um, that is great news. I'm glad you all been able to to make that that small change, but yes. has a, a larger impact. So yes, that is awesome. it will. Um, so. Um, the ride started 2010. How much was it the century ride that it was? So then? we didn't. So the first two years we had just two routes. We had a 35 miler okay. and a 65 miler. <laughs> and a matter of fact, we didn't even have it at the Y. We had it at a little medical center because you know this was just something I did. I kind of was doing it, and I didn't even have any YMCA people helping me. It was all my friends. We did this. So it benefacted yeah. the, the Y. Yeah. So, so finally, our third year, I went to our, our CEO at the time. I said, look, I said, this is now, I think the second year, it made $11,000. I said, we've made, we've made $15,000 on this ride now. Yeah. We haven't had it at the Y. Yeah. We're at this little medical center. We need the Y. Yeah. We need the, the Y's facility. We need 
the locker rooms, we need the parking lot, we need the swimming pools, we need the hot tub, mm-hmm. we need it all. Yeah. And she said, we can do that. We can close on a Sunday. I said, because we always like having the ride on Sunday because mm-hmm. it's, it's not that we're you know anti-religion, but yeah. you know as a cyclist, mm-hmm. roads are a little less traveled on a Sunday than on a Saturday. Because yeah. on a Saturday, you've got your soccer games, you've got your birthday parties, you've got people that are running everywhere to get somewhere. Yeah. But a Sunday, it's a little calmer in the mm-hmm. morning because everybody's in church. Um, and so we, so we had it at the Y our third year Okay. and we grew from, I think two, so we did 112 the first year, 200 the second year, the third year we were at 348, I think. So we almost tripled our ridership in three years, but the Y was open. We didn't close the Y. Okay. So the Y was open and it was I swear to God, I thought someone was going to die because people, all the members were coming in, just speeding in and we didn't even have speed bumps back then. So I thought someone was going to get killed. So I said, I said, I said to my CEO, I said, look, I said, we got to, we got to shut it down next year. We got to shut it down. So we did. Okay. And so we, like I said, we've been growing every year. The only year we didn't grow was the year. Um, it was awful weather. I mean, it okay. was awful weather. If the parkway service had been working that day, it was during the, I don't know if you remember, I think this was in 2013. Okay. There, the, the, the government had a sequester where they shut kind of down. Oh yeah. I'm so, so the parkway that, yeah. was kind of shut, you know, we could still do our ride, but there was no Rangers up there. Yeah. So they shut down. It was so foggy, Trey, you could not see in f- your hand in front of your face. And I had a buddy of mine, I'll even say it, Bill Petty, if you're listening. Bill Petty was my uh, SAG driver up on top of Thunder Ridge. And he calls me and he's yelling, shut it down, shut it down now. And I'm like, I can't shut it down. They're out there. So, so people, so the, the, the rest stop was at the top of the climb and it was dangerous, you know, coming down the mountain where you couldn't see. So then he's up there yelling at people, turn around. Well, they're not turning around. They want to go. They want to do the ride. You know how cyclists are. We said we're going to do this. We're going to do this. So anyway, we did not have any any issues that year. It was probably the safest people ever rode because they couldn't see. So they're going very slow. So, um, but anyway, that was the that was the most scared I've ever been in my life because I'm like, I was responsible for I think it was 333 people that year. And I just did not, I could not, I was just, right. if you talked to right. me, my hands were shaking. I mean, it was just, I just, I was nervous for everybody. I mean, it was just, it was very. It's a, it's a legit concern. <laughs> it's a legit, it's a challenging but, ride with yep. challenging weather. Yeah. And, but we, every survived, so live to talk about it. But yeah, that's the year of the, the fog and the rain and the freezing cold. And, and that's name. actually before my, my cycling life because um, uh-huh. I didn't start until 2017. Yes. And um, I've talked to some people who've done it with some, some like raining. Yes. I don't and think it's, I'm there yet. And when it's on the mountain, when it rains, it's cold. Yeah. You know, it's, we had, we probably took, probably that year, we probably got about 10 people off. Mm-hmm. off the mountain with hyperthermia we brought and that's when i so then next year i bought those you know those warming blankets so every year you learn yeah. so so yeah, now we have everything we need and we've never had bad weather like that since thank god so when did the camping at the y start so the camping started i don't think it started the first year i want to say we've been camping oh, so 12 years we've probably been camping at least for six six or seven years 
And there's some funny stories with the camping too. One year they're out there, but a bunch of rabbit guys are out there. Keith, um, Van. Oh, oh I can't pronounce his last name either, but yeah, Van, I know you're Van you, 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 I Yeah, probably Keith. I said yes, it wrong. so so Keith, Keith yeah. V, yeah. comes in. He says, "You're not gonna be with us, Paula." The sprinklers are on. So they're out there camping in the soccer fields. And sure enough, 5.30 in the morning, the sprinklers come on. And it's hitting all their tents. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. So anyway, so we now, it's a, it's a joke. Every every year I tell our facilities guy, you got the sprinklers off? Yes, I have the sprinklers off. Yes. And it's just so, every year it's just something you learn. So, you know. So was the camping, did, did, did you all say like, Hey, let's have them camp. Like, offer them to camp there. Okay, yep. that's how it started. Okay. Yep. So it started. So last year, I want to say last year we had ninety outdoor campers. Oh really? And so we also, I probably, I think for maybe five years now, we've had indoor camping. So we let them come in the Y, and they can literally make home anywhere they find a space. So we have some people in the cycle studio. We have some people in the multi-purpose rooms. We have some people, of course, in the gym. And then we have a kid's gym. We got people back there. That's where usually where my Pulaski folks go. Okay. So, so it's kind of fun. So they just, and it's, and we charge, we do charge a little bit for that, $10. So make a little bit money with that. And then we actually have an at night monitor. So one of our staff stays all night okay. and, and sleeps in a cot. So, so, but it's fun. I mean, it's, it's been, it's, it's, it's really fun. One year I will try the camping. But I've not gotten to the point of trying any kind of camping a long right. time. Uh, but one year I may try the, the camping prior to the event. Yeah. It's, you know, there is a train there, so I'll tell you that. There's okay. a train track right there. But I don't think it, nobody oh, really fine. complains about it. I think it might come through about 11 o'clock at night and that's it. Okay. So that's it's not like an all night thing. Um, there's, a, there's a train track two blocks down the street here that I, that I barely hear. So uh-huh. I, could, I could deal. Um, and I live in the, yeah, I could, I could deal if necessary. Um, so that's how the camping started. Um, I will say I appreciate, well, Thunder Ridge is certainly your your baby, um, that I, I noticed that you will like uh, shout out the other rides, like yes, there's other yes. events and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's you know. That's, that's my great. way of giving back. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel so blessed that Thunder Ridge has grown to 854 riders. I mean, in 13 years. I mean, that's it's amazing. And I mean, there's some rides that have been struggling to get 200 riders yeah you know so i i really i'm a firm believer in let's you know i love promoting cycling mm-hmm. so whether that's gravel rides whether that's grand fondo whether mm-hmm. that's a mountain bike race whether whatever type of cycling and just like dan gerard mm-hmm. is that how you say his last name uh dan he does the cycling virginia webpage where he has everything cycling. Right. And, I, and I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. Yeah, I know so you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, Dan yeah. G. So anyway, it's, you know, because most people don't know about these events. And yeah. I can't yeah. tell you how many, I've been, ex- this, this fall has been great for me. I've, ha- I've been at an event every single weekend since Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And when I go to That's an right. event, <laughs> people will yell, Paula! And I feel like a rock star. And they're like, do you know everybody? I said, well, if they're my Thunder Ridge riders. I yeah. said, I tell them about the ride and they come and they wear their jersey. And so I think that's what has really, even though I say I'm blessed because we have so many riders. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've kind of, you know, I, we've had jerseys since 2012. Nice. And we okay. sell them for not a very, you know, they're $65. I think they, we might have went up to 70 this year because we had to pay money for the the reflective material mm-hmm. but um so it's they're very inexpensive mm-hmm. and what better way to advertise an event than somebody wearing your jersey and then people will ask you hey trey 
you did that ride? Was yeah. that a good ride? And hopefully you'll say, yeah, that was a great ride. Yeah. They'll ask me and I'll say, yeah, it's an awesome ride. Then I have to, <laughs> I have to come, I have yeah. to come clean and say, right, yeah, yeah, I'm the director. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but anyway, it's, yeah. So I love, I love doing other events. Um, I've gotten into gravel for, I guess about two years now, okay. which most people can't believe I'm actually riding a gravel bike. Cause I, I hate rough roads. I do not like rough roads. Um, but gravel is, I'm, I'm learning to like it. Okay. I won't say I love it. Um, I like it. It's different. Okay. It's, um, gets you to ride in places you've never ridden before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can take your gravel bike and go. You don't have to worry about if, oh, is that road gravel? So, um, and it's, and it, I used it, I found, I went on my very first bike packing trip. We rode on the CNO Canal towpath and the Great Allegheny Passage for seven days of camping. And, and. Did you camp before this? Have you camped before? Yeah, I camped at Bike Virginia. So I camped at Bike Virginia. But that's like glamping. I mean, that I have a. Yeah. air mattress that's like yeah. 18 inches off the ground yeah. i have a four-man tent for just me yeah. um so but this was really i this this trip it was with three other of my friends that normally do bike virginia with me but mm-hmm. we didn't have bike virginia this sure. year so we said we're gonna do this and so i'm in a little pup tent my son's backpacking tent i can't even sit up in it and we pull into ohio pile state park it starts pouring rain, pouring. I mean, pouring. And we're yeah. trying to set our tents up. <laughs> and so everybody, you know, everybody has their own tent. They're all fending for themselves. And I'm trying to get this tent set up. And I finally get it set up. And I grab my bag of clothes and I'm sitting in my tent and I'm in an inch of water. Okay, so my tent, because I didn't put my rain cover up oh. first. So I'm not a I'm not an avid camper. So I'm sitting in the tent and it is you are we're in an electrical storm like you would not believe. It yeah. is thundering. It is lightning. You're, and I'm, I call my friend. I said, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> I said, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the tent. I'm sitting in water. It's lightning. And his reply was, I guess you should have brought a tarp. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. Then I call my husband. Yeah. And he's just like, are you in the woods? I said, yeah. He's like, there's trees around you. I'm like, yeah. He's like. You're the lowest thing. You're gonna be all right. Quit your whining. <laughs> I'm just like so. I group. sat there. I was cold. I was wet. So finally said, you know, I'm wet. So I had brought my clothes bag in. Yeah. So I put on my bathing suit. I'm gonna sit yeah. here in this puddle of water. Might as well have my bathing suit on. But then I blew up my air mattress. Yeah. So then that at least was above the water. But oh my gosh! And that rain lasted from six o'clock at night. Yeah. Pouring rain till nine o'clock the next morning. And so you're you're in a tent. Yeah. I can't even sit up. My buddy, he had a Kindle, so he's over there reading he's a book. Just... I'm just sitting there going, I made so I made reservations for our trip back to stay at an Airbnb in Cumberland because I ain't camping anymore. And then so it's like <laughs> so will I do it again? I mean, yes I will. I'll buy a bigger tent. I'm gonna okay. buy a two man okay. backpacking tent. That one man tent was like too claustrophobic. Um, I, I packed very minimally because okay. I, I used the backpacking theme, I guess, if you would. Okay. So yeah. where my friends had panniers, oh, okay. so they had everything you could think of, yeah. you know, they had everything from the kitchen sink. My bike, my whole bike loaded, fully loaded, weighed 34 pounds, which is very light. 
Theirs weighed 80 something pounds. So that's why my buddy made the comment, I guess you should have brought a tarp. Cause I mean, I was very, I was a minimalist. I only brought yeah. like two kits. I brought my tent, my sleeping bag, my, my pad. And then I had my two feed bags, which that night I didn't bring my food in. Well, mm -hmm. right. raccoons had a little party that night. So all my food was gone. <laughs> So didn't give you tips? No. Well, my son did. He told me, Mom, but it was, we were poor. I mean, that was a right, night. Yeah, right. I had to get in my tip. Yeah. I mean, it was like crazy. But anyway, it was, it was an experience. We survived. Okay. But, and we're still friends. That's, I mean. That sounds so good. Um, so, but I'll probably do it again, but okay. I won't, you know, nothing against the CNO Canal towpath. Yeah. I will never ride on that again. Oh, really? Okay. It was just, it was rough and not, not well groomed. And okay. it was just. Nothing to really look at. I mean, okay. you can look at, you see the Potomac River. You can only see the Potomac River so many times where you're like, okay, I'm over the Potomac River. Okay. Um, and But the Great Allegheny Passage, highly recommend that. Really? Yes, okay. that was very, very well maintained. They had signs in every little town you came to, what was off the path. And where the Ceno is a, believe it or not, it's a national park. But they couldn't, they wouldn't advertise anything. So mm. you didn't know what, you were, what towns oh, okay. had to okay. offer i mean luckily this one little um restaurant had a sign that they put up illegally every day that said food <laughs> and so we knew where to get off and, and i mean we and i had a book we had a book that told you where to go and stuff but sounds, you know it'd be nice yeah. it was very nice that the great Allegheny passage they had that right signage. you know signage and where the the park didn't want to do that so but. so what made you want to start gravel um, cause, so I was doing an event for the Y. Okay. So I came up with a fall event. It was called Mission in Motion. And it had a gra gravel was trending. So gravel mm -hmm. was yeah. trending back in 2019. So I did this fall ride and I felt, you know, in order to really do this right, I need to buy a gravel bike and I need to ride gravel and see how this route felt. And so I bought it after the event. Okay. And I've never done the event again. Cause it just, it was too much work. Okay. Cause I had gravel and road and I, so I had to mark everything. I mean, yeah, I was spending yeah. so much time marking roads and right. putting signs up on gravel yeah. and, and it was, it made, it was like our first year we mm -hmm. had about 115 riders. Sure. So it would have grown. A lot of people were upset. I didn't do it again, yeah. but I love to ride my bike yeah. and I'm at the point now where I'm, I want to, I would, my husband said I'm retired my whole life, but anyway, I'm pretty much retired other mm -hmm. than my little Two classes I teach mm -hmm. on Monday and, and Storm of Thunder Ridge. So I just didn't want any more responsibilities. That I can understand. There's a balance between like the execution and how much time it actually yes. takes to put those things together. Yep. Um, but I'm sure the people appreciated the the year they got to try it. Yep, oh they um, did. And it was it was it was fun. I mean the gravel and we had just as many gravel riders as we had road riders. Really? So I think if I would if I wanted to do it again I would just have a gravel event. I wouldn't do the road event because there's so many road rides in the fall anyway, yeah. you know. But like I said, I just I got selfish. <laughs> I think the Y would have loved me to keep doing it, but I just I didn't want to do it anymore. I just Thunder Ridge is my baby. I'll keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, if we've got to pick, if we got to pick one, please yeah. continue the, the yep. study of um, yep. Stormy and Thunder Ridge. Um, now we all know COVID happened. Mm -hmm. um, is still happening. Yes. Um, how did that, because there was no Stormy Thunder Ridge. Right. So, so March of 2020, yep. 
I was actually in Richmond watching my grandkids and I had just placed the order for 900 pint glasses because that's one of our goodies in the goodie bag mm -hmm. and COVID hit mm -hmm. and the Y was shutting down and I'm just like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And I called my CEO and I said, I really don't think we're going to be able to do this. Yeah. And before I spend any money on stuff, mm -hmm. I said, we need to pull the plug. Yeah. And he did. He said, yeah, I think this is going to be around. Who would have known, you know, yeah, two years later, it's still here. Is, yeah. So we did. We pulled the plug and I was able to call up the, uh, the, my, my rep for the glasses. He said, oh, Polly, you're lucky the factory shut down so they hadn't started producing. I said, thank you. I don't know what I would have done with nine, 900 <laughs> pint glasses that said 2020. Yeah. So, but I have one. So I had the, I had the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The Example. mock. Yeah. yeah. The sample. So I have that one, but we did, we, I went ahead and ordered the jerseys. Well, I had ordered the jerseys. So the jerseys were in production. So, so not only did that order go in, but so many people love that design. Mm -hmm. We ended up going ahead and doing two more orders for the year that never was. So everybody's got a 2020 jersey to remember. You know, that's the year that, you know, we had a pandemic. We didn't have the ride, mm -hmm. but we got this awesome jersey, this awesome kit. So we sold more jerseys that year than any other year, which is, isn't that funny? So, but yeah, I want a memento. So, so, so we were able to raise that that year. So we combined both those years, 2020, 2021, yep. and it was still a huge fundraiser for the Y. Nice. And what we did is we, we gave our riders. So at the time I pulled the plug, we had 338 riders okay. in March and I gave them an option. I said, Hey, you know, we're a charity. I said, you can, you know, either donate your registration Mm -hmm. or we can defer you to 2021 you choose yeah and then 140 people decided to donate which was really nice uh -huh. so and then i gave them a little price break in 2021 for doing that mm -hmm. um so it worked out really well and then the people that deferred i still have some you know i'm a pretty easygoing director when people if they write me and say hey look i really don't feel comfortable yeah coming in 2021 so i they're deferred till next year too so i'm i'm pretty easy going when it comes to excuses to give people a break one guy even said just to be totally honest i'm just not fit enough i said okay come next year yeah <laughs> i don't want you having a miserable time because you feel like you got to get your money that you spent and so and i appreciate you you gave people a break of some kind um because i know some events that did not like you, you paid and they didn't that was it an yes yeah um and I think a lot of them that was they had already purchased yeah, merchandise stuff, yeah. um, or they just financially couldn't do it I know mm -hmm. Bike Virginia they still have our money it's been two years and they you know I'm hoping they come back right but oh, right that's right you know yeah. who's who's to say and that's a lot of money that's six hundred dollars yeah that's a lot of money yeah. so hopefully they come back please come back <laughs> yes, I know there's people who would like to because they, they do that every year. I'd hope to do it at some point, um, but just clearly have not. Right. Um, it's a good tour. I've done several tours. I've done Bike Virginia. I've done Bike Florida, who's there no more. Mm -hmm. um, I've done Bike Tour Colorado a couple years. Okay. They're no more. Okay. Um, I've done the Blue Ridge Parkway. Okay. Um, my husband, two years for Christmas, gave himself as my SAG driver as a Christmas gift. So mm -hmm. he sagged a bunch of my friends. So we've okay. done it two times that way. Okay. So we've gone north, south, south, north, 
And then I did it again with a group of ladies um, that invited me um, last September. They had one lady had an RV, so I did it with them. Nice. So I've done it three times. So it never gets easier. <laughs> if you you know, and Thunder Ridge rides 25 miles on the Parkway. The Parkway is two things: up or down. I mean, it's you better bring your climbing legs. Um, so it's it's fun, but it's 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 a gem. I mean, mm-hmm. to think we live so close right, to, get on the to, to get on the Blue Ridge Parkway or Skyline Drive. Yep. Um, they're both beautiful, beautiful roads to ride on. Mm-hmm. Um, Skyline is pristine, yeah. smooth, yeah. new asphalt. Yeah. Blue Ridge Parkway, not so much. They, they, they're really getting into a lot of chip seal, which, oh, why? Do not why? Like chip seal. They chip seal the, the parkway, but they pave the waysides. Really? Brand new smooth pavement on the overlooks. But the, the road itself, so what we do when we ride now, we make sure we go through all the overlooks oh. to have yeah. a little reprieve from the... As long as the chip seal is like... It's finished. getting better. We, we rode it a week ago and it's getting better. So okay. it's getting worn in. Okay. But last year it was awful. I mean, it was awful. Yeah, chip seal is my... Uh, yeah. I mean, gravel I know is gravel. Right. Chip seal... When I come upon chip seal, I'm like, is it going to be, is it sealed in now? Or is it still right. gravelly? Like, right. I, you don't know until your tire yeah. hits it. Yeah. And you find out firsthand. Yes. Um, uh, so if someone is considering Stormy of Thunder Ridge, like, what's your, what would be your advice to someone who thinks that they might want to try Stormy um, Basically, Ridge? ride, ride, okay. and ride. Okay. And so I never, so we, we started with two distances. Okay. We now have five. So we have as, as little as a 27 miler. Mm-hmm. Granted that 27 miler has close to 2,000 feet of climbing. Yeah. Okay, so it's not flat. Yeah. So it would be the equivalent, I would say, of riding 45 miles around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a 27 miler, we have a 45 miler, which has 3,500 feet of climbing. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like riding a 70-ish miler around here. Sure. So then we have a 75 miler and a 100 miler that both go up on the Blue Ridge Parkway and do the the name Thunder Ridge comes from the ridge that you ride on from the James River all the way to Apple Orchard Mountain. Okay. And we've called it Thunder Ridge. Okay. So that's the longest continuous climb on the Blue Ridge Parkway in the state of Virginia. It's about 12.7 miles with an average gradient of 5 to 6%. And a total elevation gain of about 30, let's say 3,500 feet to guesstimate. So it's, it's a long challenge, but it's not, it's not very steep, mm-hmm. but it never gives up. No, it, you, it never gives up. <laughs> so you better get, put your, put your climbing legs on for a good, the fastest anyone has ever ridden it is a local guy, um, Ben Wright, I believe has done it in less than 45 minutes it takes yours truly right here two hours to do it i did it when in my youth uh in one hour and 17 minutes that's my fastest time ever i don't know where that girl went but she's gone and so so anywhere from the average person can climb it and anywhere from an hour 20 yeah to two and a half hours sometimes yeah so depending on your your physical yeah. ability and your, you know, a lot of people, I, I like to do it nonstop. We do have a rest stop at mile seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
And if I was rec- to a new rider, I would probably recommend stopping there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a seasoned rider, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that's looking to make a really good time mm-hmm. on the on the ride, I would say just keep going. Leave that rest stop alone. Mm-hmm. Get it at the top. <laughs> so, but, it, you know, it's like as a... And I think I have that philosophy from running. Yeah. I used to always hate stopping when I was running. Yeah. I just wanted to keep going. Where, you know, climbing is almost the same. You know, but gravel, I tend to, I do stop a lot on gravel climbs really? because your legs are just, I mean, it's just, oh, you just, just out more yeah, you just, you need that break for just two seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely, I did the Stormy Thunder Ridge twice and the first year I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely stopping here. Uh-huh. Like when that, 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 yep. that first stop in the, yep. I'm absolutely stopping here. Yep. Um, it was a bit of a hassle to clip back in because it's you know it's like immediately yep. starts going back uphill and that was what I actually I'm not worried about the most but like I'm always a little concerned like I have to start on a hill right how do I clip in I think I had to like ride forward in a weird direction yep. To, yep. to do mm-hmm. it yeah um, you serpentine go mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> uh, but we made it. a group of us went down yep. there um, uh, I crashed the first year. Did you? I, yeah. th- I remember somebody going down 43. Yeah. Right? Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I, I tell people about that turn by Peaks of Otter, which I was yep. warned mm-hmm. about the, the dangerousness of going by Peaks of Otter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I went down. Thankfully, uh, Josh is there. I kind of fine, fell in the grass, completely yep. ride. Um, but I was definitely squeamish about going downhill that yeah, night it's, for a while. We do, we do have a very, you know, coming off of the parkway mm-hmm. down Route 43. It's a it's a very technical descent, mm-hmm. and I I preach it I preach it you know I preach it in emails I preach it that morning mm-hmm. you know no more than thirty five miles an hour but every year we get we got some cowboys that just you know <laughs> yes it doesn't seem worth it yeah it's not safe. worth it my my saying when I descend and people say yeah you I do I tend to I bomb down hills. Um, my, but my saying is, arrive alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I do love to descend. But that one I will... It's nice now that I have a bike that has disc brakes. Oh. Wow. I mean, I love the disc brakes. That, that really helps when you have a technical descent. Um, okay. So we, we, we talked about the Storm and Thunder Race. So I wanted to cover. Um, why do you keep riding? Um, I love I love to ride. I mean, it's, you know how when you, you search your life, what your passion is, mm-hmm. cycling is my passion. Okay. And I knew ever since that, that day, my daddy pulled me out of that closet to get on that <laughs> banana bike seat. It was a Sears bike to get on that bike. I mean, yeah. I've just, and my mother used to take us in the summer, you know, mm-hmm. we'd go on trips on our bikes. We used to think it was like, you know, miles and miles. It was probably yeah. like a three mile ride. Um, but I've always loved riding. I love how I feel. Yeah. I love the people I meet, the places I go. I love, um, I love everything about it. And it never, believe it or not, unless I do something very challenging like Mountains of Misery or Blood, Sweat, and Gear, something mm-hmm. that's, you know, a thousand feet per mile, it never feels like it's that much work. Okay. I mean, you know, it's just not because I, because I, I'm, I'm what you would call an endurance rider. Okay. I don't. I'm the opposite of not, your last guest. Okay. Yeah, I, I am like a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. I out there all day, mm-hmm. but I keep going. Yeah. 
I'm the Energizer Bunny. But I've looked at, kind of for this interview, I've looked at my stats. I've kept stats ever since 2003. So 2003, my average speed for the year in 2003 was almost 18 miles an hour. And that was in Lynchburg. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, good. pretty, yeah. pretty good. What my average speed is now is about 13. Okay. But I still love riding. Okay. I'm just not into that. Oh my God! I feel like I'm gonna die. Kind of. Oh, ride. okay. You yeah, know, so yeah, I'll yeah. I'll hang on. Like if I'm with some friends and we've got a good pace line, and and Lynchburg is hard for pace lines because it's mm-hmm. all climbing. Yeah. So I'll hang on for as long as I you know, and I have two factors when I ride. I have a fun factor. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten, I have a fun factor, and I'm gonna curse. I'm sorry, but I have a suck factor. Mm-hmm. And when the suck factor outweighs the fun factor, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? <laughs> and and especially as you get older, you got to do things that are fun. Yeah. So, and I still love to ride. I've never raced for that reason. Okay. Because I never felt like I wanted to, none of my rides, like I had one ride I went on with some friends and one lady asked me, what's your, what's your goal for this ride? I'm like, uh, to finish? Yeah. She's like, well, don't you have like, a, like, do you have like an average speed you want to have, or do you yeah. have like, like, what energy zone are you gonna be in, or what's your heart? Oh. I'm like, no, I just want to finish and have yeah. fun, and that's how I've always ridden. I've always yeah. been that type of rider. But yeah. I used to, you know, back when I was in my 40s, yeah, I could ride a mm-hmm. sub five century, and it yeah. was fun. Yeah. But now for me to ride a sub five century, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be working like a dog. <laughs> to hang on you know so but I might do it I might yeah. do it one day I might right. be in the mood to do it but that's not what it's all about for me anymore okay I don't I had another friend I love this quote a per a rider that worries about average speed is just an average rider okay. <laughs> because you're not going to do anything you're going to you're going to stay away from the real hilly rides you're going to do nothing but flat because you're right. so focused right. on that fast. average speed yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so, and you're gonna do just short, fast rides. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna do a 200 miler. You're not gonna do, you know, five centuries, back to back centuries in a week, because you're gonna be worried about your average right. speed. Right, the average speed, yeah, yeah, decrease it. So, so that's kind of where I come from. You know, people have said, "Why haven't you raced?" And I, I even bought a, re- a really high end bike once, and it was in the bike shop was putting together. And this one lady was in there, and she, her son was a racer. And she said, whose bike is that? That's a nice bike. And, and the mechanic goes, oh, that's Paula's bike. And I'm standing right yeah, there, yeah. and she didn't know, yeah. you know that was me. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, does Paula race? And he says, no, Paula doesn't race, but Paula rides her bike 10,000 miles a year, so she deserves a really nice bike like this. And then finally I said to say, I'm Paula, because I didn't want her to. But she said, well, why don't, why don't you race? I said, well, because I just don't want to race. I said, some people are about the journey, yeah. and some mm-hmm. people are about the destination. I'm like, I love to ride my bike. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and some days I'm really good at it and other days not so much, but I'm not going to let it make me quit, you know? Right. So, so I just want to do this forever. I want to be that hundred year old little lady on the, <laughs> on the e-bike and just, yeah, I do centuries. So anyway, I, I just, I love you, it. I mean, I love I it. I hope you can be out there that long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, um, 
Yes, I can see how someone might be. That's your bike. Yeah, I can see how someone being. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even even Um, yeah. So it's like you just gotta. And the way I look at it is that is it's my hobby. Yeah. And I've put. I mean, I have one bike right now that I still own that has seventy thousand miles on it. So it's like I use my bikes. So. um, What's your oldest bike? So my oldest bike is I have um, a Trek fifty nine hundred from two thousand three. And it's actually autographed by Lance Armstrong. I won it in the Trek Ride with Lance sweepstakes in really? 2003. I would ride my, my, I had a Trek 5500 bike. And this was back in the days for little, little people. Yeah. I'm not a midget little person, but I'm a five foot tall woman. Yeah. Our bikes had 650 wheels. Oh, oh right. Oh. Yeah, so, 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 so I had my little Trek 5500, 5, just got it. Project One, that's the bike that that woman was talking mm-hmm. about. So mm-hmm. I would ride that to the bike shop every day during the Tour de France. Every day I'd ride that bike to the bike shop and I'd put my ballot in. I'd put my ballot in every day. Well, why don't you drive? No, I'm riding my bike. I'm riding it to the... <laughs> and it was, a, it was a 20 mile ride from yeah. my house to the bike yeah. shop. And so, so then in August, I get this phone call. Mm-hmm. And hey, this is so-and-so from Trek. We were calling you to tell you that you, you've won the second place in the Ride with Lance sweepstakes. You've won... A new track autographed by Lance. I said, "All right, who who's right, this? Yeah, yeah. You know who's this? Because because I, I kept telling the bike shop, I'm winning that bike, and they're yeah. like, oh, we're gonna play a joke on Paula.' Yeah. And so she says, "No, seriously, this is blah 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 from Trek. Mm-hmm. You have won this bike." I'm like, "Really?" She said, "Yes. Would you like? There's the number. Call us back." And so so sure enough, Trey, I won it. And nice. so I, I need a 47 centimeter bike. Mm-hmm. Well. So I talked to the rep and they said, well, I'm sorry, but we don't make that size frame in the bike that Lance rode on the Tour de France. So okay. we're going to, we're going to give you a bike, just like the bike I just bought. And I said, okay. no, 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 no. You said I was going to win a bike that Lance rode up Alpe d'Huez. Yeah. That's the bike I want. Yeah. And so then they said, well, let, let me get back to you. So they come back to me and they said, yeah, we're going to make a, a, a mold just for you, a 47 centimeter yeah. of that Trek 5900, which was a carbon one OCLV 110 versus mine was OCLV 150 or something. So it was a lighter carbon. Okay. It was a much better bike. And so I opened the door for other little people. So now they're making that bike in a 47 centimeter. So, nice. so, so anyway, so those were my two little bikes. I had they had they had 650 wheels, loved them to death. They were full carbon, Dura Ace, beautiful bikes, beautiful bikes. And I'm just like, I wanted a big girl bike. I wanted a bike <laughs> with big wheels. I wanted a big girl bike. Well, finally, mm-hmm. Trek and Specialized and everybody else started making 47 centimeter bikes with mm-hmm. 700c yeah, wheels. Oh my God! So I got a, a Trek Madone back mm-hmm. in 2012, and oh my. I love this bike. I could finally ride in a pace line where, because with the smaller wheels, you had to pedal. Okay, that's the difference. Pedal okay. more, but they were great for climbing because you could spin more. Okay. Going up hills, so that was, and that's why I think a lot of triathletes. You saw triathlon athletes okay. in the older days used to ride bikes with 650 wheels because it didn't tax your legs as much because you could spin more. So anyway, so, so this new Madone was like, oh my God, this was my dream bike. I finally had 700 wheels. I had um, Dura-Ace, 10-speed, um, still was mechanical shifting, mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. 
um, had a custom paint job. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that the next year of Trek, so my bike, my bike was red and white. I'm very, I love red bikes. Mm-hmm. And so the next year, their 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 stock bike was a red and white bike. I'm like, you can't make. So anyway, my custom paint was no longer like everybody. Everybody had a red and white bike. So anyway, but it's, I still have that bike today. Um, okay. uh, his name is Master Chief. <laughs> so um, so anyway, I still have that bike. I have my Lance bike. I sold my 5500. Her name is Zola. So that was my first bike I ever named. Um, I sold her to a friend, mm-hmm. and she still rides. She rides triathlons on her today. So, so what's but, the if you're gonna go? You did um, between the waters. So I saw you last. Yes. Um, so if you're gonna do a ride like that, super flat. Mm-hmm. Like what's the what's the bike? What's the thought process on, on what bike you're gonna take for that? Um, that one I actually brought both my bikes. I brought my Damani, which is the most comfortable bike I've ever ridden because it's got couplers, so it helps dampen that vibration. Oh right, okay, okay. And I brought my Amanda, which mm-hmm. is new. It's a, a 2022. Oh, that's, that's, no, that's, 2021. That's, so it's a SLR seven. It's stiff. It is stiff. It is like you feel every vibration in the road, but it's a fast bike. So I did ride between the waters. I did ride that. Okay. I rode that. So, and it's, it's, I love it. And it's got disc brakes. So it's my first road bike to ever have disc brakes. Um, so I have, I'm I'm very fortunate that I have, and I obviously I'm a Trek girl. I love Treks. Um, so I have every road bike and Treks fleet. I've got the Madone. I've got the Damani. I've got the Amanda. So, got them all. I'm spoiled. <laughs> Race, endurance, and arrow? Yeah, so the, so, the, so the Amanda is probably considered their race, not their arrow. The, the Madone is probably their arrow bike now. Okay. But the Amanda is probably a stiff race bike. Um, and it's, it's, it's all carbon. It's real light. Mm-hmm. She weighs in with Altegra Di2 and disc brakes and of course it's a 47 center meter mm-hmm. it's a little bike mm-hmm. she weighs 14 and a half pounds that's pretty light for all that where my damani mm-hmm. the endurance bike yeah. with disc brakes no doesn't have disc brakes with rim brakes mm-hmm. and di2 yeah it weighs 16 and a half pounds really okay so yeah. I understand the disc brake system is supposed to be slightly heavier. Yeah, slightly heavier, and so is the DI2. Okay. So they really shaved a lot of weight off that frame. To um, the DI2, how do you feel about the electronic shift? I love it. Really? But you got to remember to charge. <laughs> <laughs> I went on the uh, fall foliage ride, and I was looking, and I'm, sh- go to, I'm shifting. I had got there early Friday, so I went on a little ride. And I look and I'm like, oh no, I forgot to charge it. It had 50% power, yeah. but I shift a lot. Okay. I mean, I shift a lot. I'm always looking for that that perfect, the garden spot, you know. And, and I'm not a cadence weenie, I don't, mm-hmm. I, but I just like the way it feels. You know, I don't know, I couldn't tell you what my average cadence is. I don't really go yeah. by that. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so thank goodness um, Black Dog Bikes in Stanton had a, I didn't bring my cable. Okay. So I had, so I went to the bike shop and I just plugged it in. I went to dinner and came back. It was at hundred percent because I have done a ride where I went and it was forty percent on a century, mm-hmm. and it 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 dwindled down to twenty percent. And the first thing it does when it does that, it drops you into the small ring. Oh, it yeah. won't let you get in that big ring anymore. In the front. 
in the front. So you automatically, it'll drop you to the small ring. You still have access to your rear derailleur, but you don't have that, you don't have the, you don't get to push the big meat anymore. Yes. So, so, so when it, so when it gets low, cause it, the, it, the majority of, it eats the most power shift in that front derailleur, believe it or not. Okay. So it eats more, more juice doing that. So it's going to shut that down. That's, okay. So you can conserve what power you have left. And then you, all you have is your rear derailleur. But I, but I believe I had 40 miles left. But unfortunately, I don't know if you've ever done Tour de Valley out of Waynesboro. The last 30 miles are literally downhill. Oh, really? Oh. So all I had was my small ring. I was a spinning fool. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I hit cadences of 200 miles, 200 <laughs> RPMs. I'm like, God, I want my big ring so bad. But um, so but it's, yeah, you just got to remember to charge it. So I make sure now I have a box that I bring stuff with me on my rides. I yeah. make sure that cable is in there. Is in there. <laughs> um, I knew that it um, stopped shifting in the front, you know, when the battery got low. I didn't know the mm-hmm. wind. But I also didn't yep. know that it's put you in the small ring. Yeah, um, so it's small in the front. And I've never had it so low. What will happen mm-hmm. if it gets to the point where it's, let's say, it's 5% or, you know, whatever, really low. When it die, it'll shift you into the big cog. So you're going to be small ring, big cog. You're okay. going to be spinning like, you won't have anything. Oh, you're going to be unhappy if you like to go fast. <laughs> I mean, I guess the default is they prefer you to have to spin a lot. Yes, and yes. And, well, and yeah, because if you're in, if you're in a mountainous ride, you're going to want to be in that small ring. Yeah. So let's put you in the small ring. Let's give you your back gears. You know, but you're not going to have that big ring. Downhill's going to be you're going to be coasting, baby. No, no hitting it. <laughs> uh, that's. I want to ask about the Di2 because I'm I'm thinking about it as well. Yeah. Um, and it, I, you know, curious how people's experience. I've not heard anyone. I've, I've heard the same comment. Keep the batteries charged. Yeah. Um, and no one's complained so far mm-hmm. about the I2 stuff. Yeah. So like and I had one instance. I had, um, I have a little Honda Fit. And I put both, both my bikes fit in the Fit. And I had brought a friend's bike. And his is a bigger bike. Mm-hmm. And so I put his 58-centimeter bike in there. And somehow we, I think it hit my front derailleur. Okay. And it got it out of a line. It, it like okay. it, my husband's like, "What the heck happened?" Um, so anyway, so so then it, I thought it was a di two. It wasn't. Sh- it wouldn't shift into the big ring. And oh. so then I get to the ride. To it was two miles into the ride. So I ride back to the start where the mechanic was, and he's like, "I don't know di two." Ugh. So then I got on YouTube, yeah. found GCN. Yeah. So I fixed it myself. Because nice. <laughs> I'm nice. I'm very I'm very very blessed that my husband. Mm-hmm. And my son are really good bike mechanics, so they oh, nice. they work on my bikes. So, nice. yeah, it usually takes I have to make my husband a pot roast or something. Something's involved, but anyway, he'll he he's my mechanic, so he keeps him working. But he's he had to learn di two because he is not a di two guy. He really? is mechanical all the way. Okay, he's a he's a classic rider. He don't want all that stuff. And every time I'm charging up, he'll laugh. Hey, look, I don't have to charge my bike up. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. But I like it as, a, as an older, I'm not, I hate to call myself an older adult, but I'm in my 60s. Experience. Starting to get a little arthritic hands. Okay, okay. So shifting now is so easy with Dai 2. It's just okay. beep, beep, beep. Right, you just push a button. You don't have to swing right, you the, that the, hand. Yeah. You don't have, so it's, it's so, that, that in itself is really nice. Nice. Just the ease of shifting. And it's always crisp. 
spot on. Yeah. Every time you shift, spot on. You don't have to tweak it or trim it or if you've got a little cable that's out of, you know, you don't mm -hmm. have to mess with it. Everything's spot on. But when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Are all your bikes Shimano? Yes. Really? Matter of fact, when I ordered my Amanda, I went Project One, I could have got SRAM, mm -hmm. but the mechanic knew me well enough. He says, don't do it. You won't like it. Because he said it does, and this is just his opinion, mm -hmm. he said it does not shift the their version. It would have been force is the one down from red yeah, i think were, red yeah, 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 yeah red so this force. would have been force okay. he said it's not going to be as crisp as the shimano altegra is really that's okay. what he's that was his opinion so okay. he said you stick with stick with shimano you're a shimano girl because he knows he's <laughs> like i think he didn't want me coming in there every, right, every day left and right to whine about it so but i think the way but now my amanda looks nice because all the wires are inter mm, internal yeah, nice so even in the handlebar you don't see any wires yeah. very clean i've got the integrated handlebar that the stem and the handlebar are one mm -hmm. so it looks clean mm -hmm. where my damani it was put together so even though it's electronic, you see wires everywhere, and it just yeah. looks really just kind of junky. Right, because now you know what it looks like when the wires are all yes, internal. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it, you know, it. If my, I have a good friend that's a mechanic also, and I'm next time we get together, we go on a lot of trips together. I'm gonna have him rewire my Damani so it doesn't look so junky. <laughs> <laughs> Fix this, will you? Because he'll even comment on it. Who did? I said, man, that's just the way I got yeah, it. It's it's the way it came. Um. So, what do you take on a ride with you? We talked about like what bike you have, why you ride. Like, what do you like to take on a ride? Okay. So I have, of course, I have a repair kit. Okay. So in my in my pouch, my little bag, I have a bag. Some people don't believe in saddlebags, but I have a saddlebag. Mm -hmm. And in my saddlebag, I carry two tubes, okay. two CO two cartridges, okay. a CO two adapter. Okay. I carry two tire irons. I carry a little thing of chamois butter. Mm -hmm. I carry a $20 bill. I carry a little adapter if I happen to be at a gas station mm -hmm. to put on my uh, Presta okay. valve so I can put the Schrader thing on it. Ooh, um, and I carry a tool, a multi-tool. Okay. So that's all in my bag. Because our saying is, two is one, one is none. <laughs> so if you have a flat and you only carry one two and you're going a 100 mile ride, and you got a flat at mile five, Yeah, you have no two. So two is one, one is none. Yeah. So uh, I always carry two tubes. Two tubes, two CO2s. Solid. Some um, money. And, uh, yeah. What was it, Chandler? Chandler? There was, um, there was a guy who did Tour de Midnight. And I think he got two flats yep. in the first ten miles or something like that. And so, and I, and I gave a guy a, a, one of my tubes on a ride... And it was so funny. Um, and I said, you know how much these tubes cost? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. And then, then then, I saw him. I think at the end of the ride, he gave me like 10 bucks. I'm like, ah. He said, no, seriously, take it. And I'm like, because you know, tubes are you know, like $8, $9 now. Yeah. So, yeah, but um, but then, expensive. so for food, yeah. so I'm always, so I, yeah, I always wear a jersey now. When I first started riding, when I was svelte, I used to wear a little jog bra. <laughs> And a pair of cycling shorts, and never, and I actually care. I think I carried a little fanny pack if I was okay. going on a long ride. Then now, my husband would say, "You know, you're gonna be cooler if you wear a jersey." I'm like, I fought it and I fought it, yeah. and then finally, as I started getting older and a little, little chunkier, 
I'm like, you know, I tried wearing a jersey. I'm like, you know what? He's right. I'm like super cool. It 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 wicks the sweat yeah. off your body. I'm like, I'm cooler wearing a jersey than when I wear a tea bag. I'm like, this is amazing. So anyway, so I wear a jersey. I always have three pockets. I have a little wallet that I carry in that wallet. I have my medical card. I have my... Uh, I carry some, and I'm not a proponent of ibuprofen or leave, but I do carry it. Mm-hmm. Usually, I give it to people. Um, I carry, I carry um, sport legs, little ah, cat okay. sport yeah. legs, and I carry um, what else do I have in there? Money. I have a thing to wipe my glasses, mm-hmm. and I carry a mask during COVID. I carry a mask, mm-hmm. um, so that's in my wallet. So I just put that in my pocket every ride. Okay. With money, I have money, money too, and and a credit card. I always carry a credit card, and that's the only credit card I, I just keep that credit card in there. I don't even worry about it. It's in there. Right. Have it if I need something. it. Yeah. And then for food, um, I love um, I drink an energy drink that okay. has calories. Okay. Um, it's called it's made by a, a company called Crank Crank Sports. Mm-hmm. It's called E Fuel. Okay. It's been around forever. I've used it for twenty something years. Yeah. It works for me. Okay. Um, they've changed their formula a little bit over the years, so it doesn't have dyes in it anymore. Okay. Used to have red dye number 40 and oh my God. Yeah. So it doesn't have dyes anymore, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, I would not say it's natural probably, yeah. but it doesn't have dye in it. So, and it doesn't have caffeine, doesn't have caffeine, okay. but it has a lot of, um, a lot of, it has in one bottle, a 24 ounce bottle, it probably has about 170 calories. Okay. So it's got calories. It's got a lot of potassium, sodium magnesium, all the electrolytes you need. Mm -hmm. Um, So I carry that. I also carry pickle juice. I am a pickle juice warrior. I firmly believe in it. As soon as I feel the least bit twinge, I down one of those pickle juice shots, and it keeps me rolling. That's the official, that's the the actual pickle juice. Actual pickle juice, actual brand. And that's one of the, I don't know if I said that. I have access to pickle juice. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get leftovers from okay. Thunder Ridge. So okay. I'm, I'm the pickle juice headquarters of Lynchburg. So, um, yeah, so pickle juice. And then I carry goos. I do a mm-hmm. lot of goo. And I do do, I try, if I'm on a long ride and I'm trying to ride, have a good ride, like yeah. a fast ride for me, which mm-hmm. is more than 13 miles an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will try to do a goo every hour. Really? Okay. Yep. I'll try to do a goo every hour. I try to drink, if it's hot, I try to drink a bottle every hour. Okay. Um, so, you know, weather ch- changes how I eat. You know, if it's not hot, I don't drink as much. Um, I probably still eat as much. I probably still eat that gel, okay. but I'm not pounding the, because I, I do cramp. I'm very susceptible really? to okay. cramp. Some people okay. aren't, but I am a crampy mama. Okay. And I hate it. I call them the Jimmy legs. I don't want the Jimmy legs. <laughs> Is that... Has that ha- has it always been that way, or have you noticed like you? Um, it has always been that way. Okay. Yeah, okay. and it's and it's not as bad now since I'm not that person that worries so much about average speed. Yeah. But when I'm doing a hard ride, if I ride out of my comfort zone, okay, I can guarantee you I'm gonna cramp. Okay. Guarantee it. Okay. And so, and scientists, I've done a little bit of research on that. Scientists don't really know what causes cramps. So it's like, you know, is it, are you riding too intense? Yeah. Are you dehydrated? I mean, you know, is that your weakest, usually I always cramp in my inner thigh and I swear that's got to be my weakest muscle. Mm -hmm. Some people cramp in their calf. 
some people cramp. Mine will kind of start in my feet. Yeah. So if my feet start getting a little crampy, I'm yeah. I'm starting to drink pickle juice. Okay. Um, but but it'll always be if if I get that final seize, it's gonna yeah. be that inner thigh. Yeah. And that's just like oh gosh. I cramped so bad on a ride. Um, we were going up the backside of Reed's Gap out of Vesuvius. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's Nelson County or Rockbridge County. But anyway, I could, I'm, I'm straddling my bike. And there, the, the SAG driver, I knew him. His name's Bubba. I said, he pulls up. He says, are you okay? I'm like, Bubba, does it look like I'm okay? <laughs> and he's like, no. Do you need a SAG? I'm like, yes. He said, well, can you... Can you make it like the Richard Pence was the director of this mm-hmm. ride? So he's up, like maybe from, you know, maybe 50 yards away. Yeah. I said, well, yeah, I think I can make it up there, but just, you know, wait for me. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't even dismount my bike tray because it's anytime you move, it's going to yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's so I'm just like, so I'm, I'm drinking with, and this is, I don't think I had, this is before I got on pickle juice. So mm-hmm. I didn't have pickle juice. I had mustard. Mustard was the thing yep. back then. Yeah. So I'm doing mustard and I'm drinking whatever I had and I'm drinking. So finally I could get my leg. I don't think I even swung it. I think I picked it up and lifted it over the top tube and I was managed to walk up to Bubba. Mm-hmm. So this was the top of Reed's Gap. And so this was a devil's backbone ride. So all I had to do at that point was go down the mountain to Devil's Backbone. He said, I'm gonna ride you, I'm gonna give you a ride to the finish. I said, oh, hell no. I'm finishing this mm. ride on my bike. So, so that rest stop was about halfway up the climb. So he drove me to the top of the climb. He got me out and then I rode the last seven miles in. But I tell you what, every time I put a little bit of pressure on that pedal, yeah. Jimmy yeah. legs yeah. were coming back. Yeah. So I said, yeah. all right, I'm just gonna coast this thing. But yeah, I was I was stubborn like that. I am not gonna I'm not gonna have someone sag me down a downhill. I can coast. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah, that was that was a bad ride. But that was it was a bad ride because it was it was ninety something degrees that day. Yeah. It was only a metric century, but the event only had one rest stop at mile thirty. Ooh. Yeah. And it wow. was and we started late. It started at ten in the morning. Because it was an April ride, so nobody anticipated it was gonna be in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just, it was, oh gosh, there was people, there was, there was people laying on the side of the road, just dead. I mean, it was just bad. And so many, and I had, I had promoted that as a training ride for Thunder Ridge that year. And so many people were there afterwards. Oh my God, Paula, I don't think I'm going to be able to do Thunder Ridge. I couldn't do this metric. I said, listen, you can do Thunder Ridge. It will have rest stops every you know, the mountain yeah. has it every, you know, seven, seven miles, miles and, yeah. and, and four miles later. Yeah. I said, you're going to have a rest stop every, at least every hour. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And so, and that was just an example of, you know, now that I know, it's like, yeah, it's like, so you just, so I bring, so when I go on rides now, I, I prepare, yeah, even though it's so. an organized ride, yeah. I'm packing. Yeah. I've got goose, I've got yeah. pickle juice, I've got my, my sport legs i've got my drink i bring my drink and baggies Mm -hmm. so i'm (laughs) self-sufficient i just need water i hope they have water but um yeah so so even though you're prepared um which we all should be if we're going Mm -hmm. these rides we should try to bring enough to sustain ourselves and not depend on the rest stops although we're glad that they exist yep um what do you want to see at a rest stop okay so bananas really bananas i hate I'm, i'm very much like Tamara. I hate bananas. Yeah. I cannot stand them. Yeah. But bananas are good for you on a bike ride. 
I used to carry bananas. People thought I loved them. I have banana sticks. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't that. like bananas, but that's in for it's for the potassium. You need okay. the potassium, and you need the it's good calories. It's yeah. 100, 150 calories. Um, so bananas, um, same thing, peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much candy. Okay. I mean, but it's nice if it's there. If I'm feeling like I'm kind of bonking, okay. I might have a little just for a quick jolt. Um, love, love the pickle juice. Yep. Love some kind of electrolyte drink. Okay. okay. Doesn't have to be something like I like to drink. Doesn't have to be Scratch Labs. Just give something. people Gatorade. You know, mm-hmm. something that if they're not supplying their own electrolyte drink, you have yeah, electrolyte so, drink. Yeah. And then water, of course, water. And then um, Thunder Ridge, we have baked cookies. I mean, home baked oh, goods. You know, you need the carbs, you mm-hmm. need the sugar. Um, fruit, love fruit. Um, granola bars. Okay. Whole grains, stuff that's easily digestible. Okay. Um, pe- we have eggs. We have hard boiled eggs. Wow. I'm like, I can't believe people want that, but we do. Up on the top of the mountain, we have eggs. Um, I don't think I, my body, I don't think I could digest that. Yeah, on a ride. That, would, that would be tough for me. <laughs> but somebody wanted some protein, so what better way to get some protein? Yeah. But you get protein from peanut butter too. So. Yeah, there'd be other ways I would go for. Yeah, but um, they they're gone. They go, fifteen dozen gone. Somebody's eating eggs. <laughs> I think of that movie, The Replacements. Did you ever see that? I seen the 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 big guy ate a bunch of eggs before they started playing the football game, oh my God. and he was just. He, yeah, he, he, he didn't seems... finish. He didn't finish strong. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. But you know what? Other people. Yep. Different you know. strokes for different folks. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what's right for you. Yeah. Um, I ate oatmeal for many, many years. Okay. And then I went to, I was having trouble with my thyroid. Yeah. And I went to an endocrinologist and she rolled me over the coast. Oatmeal, that's carbs. You should not be eating carbs. You've got a problem with your weight. You should not be eating carbs. I'm like, so I had to switch. So now I eat eggs. I yeah. eat every morning for breakfast. I eat two eggs, two right. eggs for the last two years. Two eggs, two eggs, two eggs. And if I'm going on riding, I will have a slice of toast. Okay. Without peanut, I'm not a big peanut butter fan. So no peanut butter, just butter, butter. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. And I just and I eat more on the ride. So I don't eat a big breakfast. When I did the Parkway one time, yeah. we had a huge breakfast. Yeah. And my this was the year my husband was our SAG. And I was like, I was not feeling the love. I was like, yeah. I just, I, I just wanted to die. Mm-hmm. So I call him up about two hours into the ride. And I said, and he didn't answer. Yeah. I'm like, he didn't answer. He's my sad driver. He's not answering. <laughs> so I finally, finally my food digested. It took, yeah. When your body can't digest, yeah. I think your body can only handle, this is from my personal experience, yeah. maybe two, two to 250 calories an hour. That's mm, it. Okay. So when you eat more than that, right. your body is working overload to digest right. that and it's trying to push the pedals and it can't do that so you're you ain't gonna be able to push the pedals if you just had a huge meal and so there's a lot of rides that have a huge lunch stop and it's like one ride i used to do in indiana had fried chicken fried chicken uh no but we did it because it was it was a 50 mile ride and yeah. i think it was probably like at mile 30 like yeah. well what's the worst thing you're gonna you're gonna be a slug for the last 20 miles yeah, but yeah. so yeah you just gotta choose your your food make sure it's easily digestible from by your body everybody's different yeah you know some people can eat fried chicken in the middle of a ride other people can eat hot dogs no <laughs> i tend to not uh, no. try to eat a lot um because when we did 
Um, when we did the Between the Wars, we went to whatever that seafood place was. Yes, right? yes. Um, which was fine. Yeah. Uh, but normally, I do not like to actually have a meal right in the middle of a ride because um, I don't want to have something where I actually don't think about like, oh, it's too much. I don't want it to bother my stomach and find right. like I ate this thing. Right. And I'm like, I've got to deal with this for the next 50 miles or something like that. Yep. Um, but, you know, love is soul, John. Every, you know, this organized ride, like he wants to, he's like, we should go to a restaurant and then we have an extra couple miles going out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, that's a ride that you're not worried about the average speed. <laughs> you're worried about the experience, right. it, the and, journey. And um, Between the Waters is definitely a, now it's just like, I'm going to go with friends and I'm yep. just going to enjoy right. and hope that it's not rainy or extremely right. windy and it yep. was not that time no it was so beautiful it was good it beautiful weather. Um, speaking of eating uh would you like a cupcake um i know i'm good all right i'm good i made some cupcakes yesterday yeah. for the family and there's only a few left so <laughs> thought i'd ask um so um what's some advice you would give to um a young new rider and then something you might tell to a um an older more seasoned rider okay so a young rider um would be you know, we have a saying, tits, time in the saddle. <laughs> um, so, and even, you know, I forget if it was Greg Lamont, they would say, how do you get better at cycling? Ride, ride, and ride some more. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get really good at cycling is to cycle. So if you are, you know, getting into the sport as a young rider, you know, get a good bike, mm-hmm. you know, invest in your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can buy a low-end bike at first, which is... I think probably smart because you're not going to know if you're going to really like it. You don't want to spend $10,000 on something and have it sit there and have clothes hang on it. Yeah. So go, you know, start, start at a, you know, a low-end bike, mm-hmm. a good bike, something that works. And you can buy a used bike. Um, you know, nowadays it's hard to get any bike. So just find a good bike um, and then just start riding. Okay. You know, I always tell people learn to ride on a bike path somewhere safe first. Be able to ride in a straight line without wobbling into mm-hmm. traffic. And then when you feel a little bit more comfortable, go out in the country. Mm-hmm. And then when you're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable, go down Robius Road. You know, where, you know wherever it's you would ride that traffic. has a, a lot of traffic in Richmond. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so just learn to ride on a bike path first or in a parking lot. You know, I would go first, no, don't be clipped in. Learn how to, you know, yeah. handle the bike without having to worry about clipping out. And then the best, to me, I think the best place to learn how to clip in and out is on a spin bike. You know, take a spin class that has yeah. SPD pedals. And if right. you're going to go with SPD, yeah. you know, they, I think they're the hardest to clip in and out of anyway compared mm-hmm. to all the other pedal systems. Mm-hmm. So, but just, yeah, and just kind of grow with the sport and be a sponge. Listen to people. Mm-hmm. Ask people questions. Don't be offended if somebody tells you, hey, you know, you're in a pace line. Don't pedal, pedal, coast. Yeah. You need to keep pedaling. Don't yeah. pedal, pedal, coast. Yeah. It's hard to follow somebody doing that. Um, and just, and us as, you know, experienced riders, we can't be afraid to tell somebody that either because yeah. in our sport, yeah. everybody's safety is on everybody. Right. If you're riding in a pack, if you have somebody that's, you know, everybody's heard the word squirrel. If you have a squirrel in the mix, you got to nip that in the bud and teach that person how to ride safe. Right. Because you want to be able to ride with them. You want to say, hey, don't ride behind Joe. He's going to take you out. So so everybody needs to, to mentor the newer riders. 
and and do it nicely. You don't have to yell at them. Yeah. You know, do it. There's a tactful yeah, way to say way things. To yeah. Take right. take the person to the side after the ride and say, hey, you know, I noticed you were doing this. You know, can I give you just a little advice? You know, mm-hmm. you'd be a better rider if you, you know, kept pedaling. Don't mm-hmm. keep coasting because your legs are going to get tired doing that. And they'll be like, oh, really? That's why I was so tired. <laughs> so so, and then just you know, and then people that have ridden for years is just as you age. Yeah. Have fun. Right. I mean, have fun. Don't worry about, oh my God, I can't do 18 miles an hour anymore. I can't ride with the A group anymore. Yeah. Let it go. Ride with the B plus group. You might have more fun. Yeah. You know, ride with the C group. Ride with the D group. Ride on your own. I mean, just ride. Don't quit riding because you can't hit those goals anymore. And that's why I think I'll keep riding forever. And then one day I'm buying an e-bike. You know, going. there's not going to be anything more special than I'm going up Thunder Ridge and I'm like, I'm dying. I can push a button and say, <laughs> okay, I'm back. So, and I think that's, you know, and I have nothing against e-bikes. I think yeah. people that are at the point in their life that need an e-bike, mm-hmm. get it. Don't, don't let that, you know, don't mm-hmm. let that hinder you. I mean, yeah. if, if it's something that's going to keep you yeah. riding or get you into riding, a sure. lot of husbands, you know, even wives... You know, if they want their better half to ride and yeah. they're just not into it, yeah. you know, get them an e-bike. Yeah. Then you can ride together. That The whole reason my husband and I bought that tandem bike mm-hmm. was so we could ride together. Oh. You know, because he knew I just, I couldn't keep up. Yeah. And so, but then it got to the point where he didn't want to pull me around anymore because <laughs> he knew I did pretty good on my own. You're yeah. on your own. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, you just do what you can to keep riding. That's what I would say because I just... I, I love seeing new people get into the sport. Nothing right. makes me happier than having a new person come to Thunder Ridge and say, this is my first century. And then I say, okay, <laughs> good. That's very good. So so as a new rider, if I was to choose my first 100-mile ride, yeah. I would go somewhere flat. Just, yeah. just, just, you know, I would go somewhere flat. But, I mean, it's awesome that that was their first century and they were able to do it. I mean, just think of how easy it's going to be for them the next one they do, right. if it's like half as much elevation gain, they'll go, wow. Right. So, That's yeah. what they have to compare and, and don't, to. And don't be scared of climbing. I mean, right. I, I did my very first experience when I joined RABA. I came to um, the restaurant, Portobello's, on a Sunday. My husband mm-hmm. and I did the ride. And that's when I met Noah, Noah Katz. He was our yep. ride leader. Yep. It, was a, it was a B-plus ride. And so I brought all my folders, all my flyers. I was talking about Thunder Ridge. And I can't tell you how many people told me, Trey, I don't do, I don't climb. And they wouldn't even take, they wouldn't even take the flyer. I don't climb. I'm like, I just felt like, why don't Aww. you climb? You're missing out because you get to Aww. descend. I'm like, when people tell you, when they, people, why do I like to climb? Because I can descend. I yeah. get to go down that hill right. as fast as my ability lets me. Yeah. And so that, and that's a thrill. And now mm-hmm. that I've lived I've lived in Florida, which was flat as a pancake. I've lived in Illinois, that was flat as a pancake. And now I live in Lynchburg, yeah. where we have 100 feet per mile. Yeah. I would, I would not trade that for the world. Mm-hmm. I love living in Lynchburg. I love hills. But like I said, my next bike, maybe in 10, 15 years, will be an e-bike. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, everybody should just keep riding. Yep, keep riding. And, and, and be, be aware of cars. I mean, it's, it's getting more and more dangerous in our world. Yeah. But your safety is still on you. I mean, it's on you. I wear a mirror on my glasses. Yeah. 
I know who's coming up behind me. Mm-hmm. I never put anything in my ears. I know yeah. I hear what's going on around me. Yeah. Um, you just have to be aware. I, I tried to listen to music, you know, when the, the old little nanos came out. Yeah. And I found that I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Because, like I said, I love music. Yeah. So I was really getting into the music, yeah. and I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hurt." And a friend yeah. of mine actually did get hit by a train, because he was so into that music, he didn't, yeah. wasn't even he aware that he too. was going over a railroad track that a train was coming. So oh, it's wow. you know, it, it just got to be safe. You get, you need all your senses. And yes, I'm, I'm the, I'm the safety ninja. <laughs> And it is good to have someone like that on the ride to remind us because every, you know, we, we think we remember everything, but it's, it doesn't hurt to have someone else to remind us like, oh, like maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe yeah. And I think too, if you're on a group ride, you're there for the socialization of mm-hmm. a group ride. Yeah. Why you got an earbud in your ear? Why are you listen to music? Shouldn't you be talking to your friends or just, you know, just, you know, I, I, I just, that's just me. I mean, I just, you know, when someone does that to me, I, I almost, I, I don't know, it's, and they do it to me in spin class too. They'll mm-hmm. wear their they'll wear earbuds in my spin class. I'm like, <laughs> you okay, <laughs> like I guess you don't like my music. But the but some people won't even do my. They'll do my drills. At least this the other day this happened a couple of weeks ago. They were actually doing my drills. So at least they're doing my drills. But I had some people that just do their own thing. They're in there with the headphones on doing their own thing. Why? Are you taking up a bike in this full class right. when you're not participating in the class? Get out. <laughs> I mean, they're still being active. Yeah, yes, they are, and that's that's active. what it is. And that, and I've never yeah. ever, but it, but personally, I can see right. It's effort you put yeah, on your part. Yeah, because I put I put in a lot, class, and yeah. I and I try to dip in all different genres of music, sure. you know, except country. I'm sorry, but anyway, so but yeah, so so I try to hit everything, and I'm getting better at that. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to you know find you know at least every one of my playlists has something from every genre and something from every decade and nice. so you know if they like one class they'll like your class one song they'll like your class so right. so but oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well well thank you Paula I, I appreciate you coming and talking and, and sharing your story and tell us about Thunder Ridge um, and, and all the bikes uh, and that you rode in a tandem I can put down I've talked to someone who's ridden on a tandem successfully Yep, pretty. Divorced. It was successful oh. for about ten years. <laughs> That's long enough, you know. Yep. More now than we a now we have now. it for our grandkids. We still have it. So. Nice. Yep. Um, well, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming by, yeah. and um, well, yeah. thank you, and thank you, and I want to really give a shout out for Rabba. I mean, I've I have belonged in many different riding groups and around, you know, all over the country. Yeah. And I think Rabba is one of the friendliest, safest. Um, just all, you know, welcomes everyone yeah. and they welcome me. I don't, I don't live in Richmond, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a member of your group. And you know, yeah. when I, when I do come out, I'll ride a lot with a Powhatan group. They yeah. never say, Oh God, the Lynchburgers here again. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's just fun to ride with a group of people that is just very welcoming and you guys should take pride in that. I will on behalf of Rabbit. Thank you. Excellent. Um, yeah. We appreciate, we, yeah, as, as far as I've been like, they're always welcoming to people. You know, you come out and ride safely with the group, then sure, we you know you could be from Kansas. Like I don't think really yeah. people care. And you have new yeah. new member rides, which is great. Mm-hmm. So I think it's 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 great. I wish we could do something like that in Lynchburg, but like anything else, it takes time. Right. It takes a, a village to do it, and yeah. 
you know, we just have a lot of people that just want to ride. <laughs> it's like, I just want to ride. Right. To organize. <laughs> so yeah. it takes yeah. a lot to organize a club. So I appreciate all the people that do that for Rapa. So. Well, I believe some of the people from Rapa will also hear this and uh, hopefully they'll appreciate it. Excellent. Well, thank you for having me, sir. Thank you. I hope to see you on the road soon. Mm-hmm.